New to Formula One? Or just as obsessed as we are? Welcome back to another episode of Formation Lab. Where we teach you all the dirty details that you need to know to be the best Formula One fan that you can be. You are live with the Hornsby sisters. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. Hello, everyone. Today we are talking about race weekends. We're going to look at what a normal race weekend looks like. And later on this season, we will put out another formation lab where we discuss what a sprint race weekend looks like. Race weekends begin on Thursday with media day. Drama day, as Katie and I like to refer to it. This is a series of press conferences, 10 of which are mini interviews where drivers are paired up and asked questions pertaining to what is currently happening in the F1 world. Questions about last race weekend, this upcoming weekend, what they did on their off time, their car setup, etc. Additionally, after those 10 mini interviews of drivers, there is a selected group of team principals that do a joint conference. When I tell you that press day, media day is drama day, I am not kidding you. This is where we get the awesome quips, the little war games between Toto Wolf and Christian Horner. We get the spicy responses to what happened on track last weekend. It is the beginning of the weekend. And on Friday, we have practice day. We see the first two practices of the weekend. Practice one is usually in the morning, followed by practice two in the afternoon. Both are 90-minute sessions that allow the teams to work on setups and race strategy. The goal for each team is to get a feel for the track. Sometimes they're learning it for the first time or they're refamiliarizing themselves with the track. The tracks change year to year in terms of grip. Practice allows understanding of where there has been resurfacing or wear on the track. The cars will go in and out of the pit and garage as they change the setups, tires, and more, all trying to figure out what is the best setup for the race and all their potential strategies. We've got the news in both the skybox and the paddock. They're walking commentators trying to figure out what's going on and pick up on any news or gossip. On Saturday, we have qualifying day. Qualifying day begins with free practice three, which is a 90-minute session and normally takes place in the morning, unless it's a night race and it's in the afternoon. It is the team's final chance before qualifiers to get a sense of what the setup needs to be going into qualifying in the race. Work out any final kinks, try tires, gather any additional data, etc. This session is particularly important if the weather has significantly changed from Friday. Is it hotter, colder, did it rain, etc.? After a break in the action, later on Saturday is qualifying. Qualifying is based on the fastest single lap time that each driver and car can produce. It is used to determine the starting grid order for the Sunday Grand Prix. The fastest car will start P1 and the slowest car will start P20. The faster you go, the better starting position you will have, which puts you at a significant advantage, especially at tracks where track position is key. In totality, qualifying is approximately 60 minutes with three qualifying sessions. The first session is Q1, which is 20 minutes. The five drivers who put up the slowest times are knocked out and their qualifying results are P20 to P16. The second session is Q2, which is 15 minutes. The remaining 15 drivers participate. At the end, again, the five drivers with the slowest time get knocked out and their qualifying results are P15 to P11. Finally, the third session is Q3, which is 10 minutes. The remaining 10 drivers participate, trying to put up the fastest single lap time that they can achieve. 
At the end of the 10 minutes, the driver's times determine P10 to P1. The fastest driver and car wins a Pirelli mini tire, woohoo, and barring penalties is given pole position or called the pole sitter. The term pole position or pole sitter has its origins in horse racing, where the fastest qualifying horse the fastest qualifying horse would start at the inside part of the course next to the pole. A key term that we need to talk about here is Parc Ferme. The term literally means closed park in French. Parc Ferme allows race officials to do any tests to check that the car is running to the correct specifications. All of these tests are done in a place that is literally called Parc Ferme. Teams have to take their car to Parc Ferme within three and a half hours of qualifying ending, and it will remain there until five hours before the formation lap. However, cars are under Parc Ferme rules from the time the car first exits the pit in the qualifying session until the start of the formation lap. Under Parc Ferme rules, teams are heavily restricted in the work that is allowed to be done on their car. Teams are allowed to conduct routine maintenance. However, they cannot make significant alterations, meaning no significant general work, no significant body work or suspension adjustments. The consequence for violating Park Ferme rules is a start from the pit lane for the beginning of the race. This consequence is different from an equipment allocation limit violation. That results in a grid penalty the goal of Park from a rules is to prevent teams from gen- the goal of Park from a rules is to prevent teams from having different setups for qualifying and the race. Which brings us to Sunday, the big day and highlight of the weekend with the Grand Prix. The cars make their way to the starting grid, which is the starting lineup and the spot on the track where the cars line up. The drivers take a once around the track. This lap is called the formation lap. This is key for warming the tires, engines, and brakes, all in prep for a millisecond start. Then it's lights out and away we go. The number of laps is determined by the length of each lap. The minimum length of a Formula 1 race is 305 kilometers, or about 190 miles. The only exception to this is Monaco at a distance of 260 kilometers, or about 160 miles. It's two hours of fast-paced, no commercials, attention-grabbing racing that sees three podiums for first, second, and third place. There's a celebration at the end of the race with trophies and champagne for the top three, and the winning constructor, which is the team of the first-place driver. The driver with the fastest lap is awarded the fastest lap and receives one extra point for their championship run. We have Netflix and Drive to Survive to thank for really capturing the excitement of race days. If you have not yet watched, we highly recommend. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us at Dirty Driving Pot on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, stay dirty.